And I don't know how to preach a half message or to 10%. I just got to give you the whole thing, and they're going to have to listen into the podcast. Joshua chapter 4, verse number 1, and it came to pass <clears throat> when all the people were clean. Everybody say clean. clean. Passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe of man, and command you them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones. And you shall carry them over with you and leave them in this lodging, in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. And then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of Jordan, and take ye up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask, there's going to come a time when your kids are going to ask you, what mean ye by these stones? And then you shall answer them. I'm glad we have an answer. I said, I'm glad we have an answer. We've got the word of God. That the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark, of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. And the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones out of the midst of Jordan, as the Lord spake unto Joshua, according, and he put them over there in Gilgal, according to the number of the tribes of children of Israel, and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged, and laid them down there. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan. So they take 12 stones out of Jordan as they, they're, they're crossing through on dry ground. They take 12 over on one side, but they leave 12 in there in the midst of Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests, which bear the Ark of the Covenant, stood. I'm thankful that, be, oh, that I have a high priest in Jesus Christ that... My sins and my burdens were laid beneath his feet under the blood of Calvary. Amen. Amen. For the priests which bear the ark stood in the midst of Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to speak unto the people according to all that Moses commanded Joshua and the people hastened and passed over. Again, I'm picking up on the series, What Meaneth These Stones and if you want to call it tonight, you can say it's the born-again stone, or really three, repentance, baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It is absolutely essential that our children understand why we believe what we believe. I don't want to leave my children or grandchildren... To their own devices in this world. Because they're trying to teach in. I work in a public school. I'm the principal of a high school. Of a continuation here in Bakersfield. I know at the, especially at the lower levels in elementary. Some of the things that is being pushed upon our children. Our children have got to learn what and why they believe what they believe. They need to know what the word of God says. I don't want to get to heaven and go, oh, I, I, don't, I didn't know about that. I want to know for myself. Yes. Amen. Amen. I, I don't want to leave my salvation just to chance. Right. 
I want to know that I know that I know that I know. Does this make sense to anybody? Amen. Why we believe what we believe. God, help us right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray you would help me, help everyone that tunes into this on the podcast. God, I pray you would give us insight, understanding, and revelation. In Jesus' name I pray. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. What meaneth these stones? Twelve stones that they picked up out of the river Jordan, took them across. A place called Gilgal literally means a circle of stones. And, and Joshua said this is going to be a memorial of the Old Testament church, if you will. He didn't say Old Testament, but we know it as the Old Testament. And last week we talked about the twelve stones of the New Testament church, or at least the first one. And that is that Jesus Christ, amen, the revelation of who he is. The revelation that he is the foundation upon which the Christian church, the New Testament church, the only church is firmly built. We talked about that last week. Amen. No other foundation can be laid than that which was laid, and that's Jesus Christ himself. That's what the Bible says. John 1 and 12, but as many as received him... To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The first step is believing who Jesus is is having and receiving the revelation that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. Let me break it down to you. God is spirit. God put on the form, took on the form of a man. If If I put my jacket on, I'm not two different people. Now I've gained a little weight and I might be the size of two people. I'm 200 and nobody else's business kind of pounds, but I, 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 I'm still the same person. I've just enlarged. <laughs> Help him. Amen. You can amen. That's all right. 1 Timothy 3.16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of God. There's God. Everybody say God. We know that there's one Lord. There's one God. God, the God, the one who said beside me there's none else. God said beside me. I look to the left, look to the right. There's no other God beside me. God was manifest, that means to be seen, viewed with your own eyes in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in, up in glory. That's why in John chapter 14, verse number 9, Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Father is a type of creation, a title for creation, the, the creator, the one who created everything, the spirit of God. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 9. I'm just reviewing from last week. We're, we'll get, we're getting ready to go in just a second. For in Him, Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness. Everybody say fullness. Of the Godhead bodily. All of God there is dwelleth in Him, Jesus Christ, bodily. So people that say, well, there's two persons, or there's three persons, or there's four or five persons, or the Trinity, that there's three persons, they are completely wrong based on what the Word of God says. Not my word. Colossians 2, for in Him, Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead 
bodily. Everybody say bodily. So God manifested himself in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ. He was fully man and fully God. That is the chief cornerstone, the revelation. Matter of fact, Peter asked, or Jesus asked Peter, whom do you say that I am? He said, who do, who do men say? Peter said, they say this, they say, but he goes, Peter, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, flesh and blood hath not revealed, but my father, which is in heaven. Father's type, you got to understand, these, he's writing to Jews and it, he, he's saying, you, you got this revelation by the spirit of almighty God. And upon this rock of, who, of revelation of who I am, I'm going to build my church. He's the foundation. He's the chief cornerstone. Amen. Now, at Gilgal, they put those 12 stones and they built them, but it literally means a circle of stones. We're going to circle back because if we get to all the way to 12 stone, it is the belief that the first one is believed that he is, and the, and the 12th one is believed that God is coming back. You know what? We live in a generation, people really don't believe that. If people really believed that, believed that Jesus was coming back, they'd be in church. They'd make sure they were prayed up. They'd make sure they had a relationship. They would make sure that they are right with God. Amen. So I, I want to I build on that. Is that all right? The foundation of who Jesus is. We know that Ephesians 4, there's one Lord. One faith. And one baptism. Just one. Now, the born-again experience uh, I, I, it really holds three stones, if you will. It's repentance, baptism, and receiving the Holy Ghost. We mentioned last week that the Jews believed that 12 signified divine government or authority. That's why we find that Peter in Acts chapter 2, verse 14, says that Peter standing up with the eleven lifted up his voice and said, You men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken uh, to my words. He stood up with the eleven. It's completion. He had divine authority. He had the keys to the kingdom. And what did Peter do with the keys? He preached Jesus. Verse 30, 36, after preaching Jesus, he says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter says, I got an answer for you. He said, repent. There's a stone. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Very specific. For the remission of sins, your sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance, baptism, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God in my life. Now, what is repentance? Because Peter just laid it out there. He said, you want to know what you got? What must we do to be saved? That's the question they asked. What must we do to be saved? How can we be saved? He said, you got to first repent. So can I talk about that for a couple minutes? Thank you. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. Jesus said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to 
repentance. That word repentance, and it's used throughout the New Testament, is a Greek word metanoia. It means a reversal or a turn. What does it mean to repent? It means to reverse course. In Australia, the military, when they, when they do an about face, anybody has military backgrounds, when they, when they do an about face, in the United States we say an about face, when they do an about face, they turn and they go the other direction. In Australia, they literally say repent and they do a 180 and they go the other direction. It's a reversal, of course. It is to turn. Matt, four, uh, Matt chapter 4, verse 17, Jesus began to preach, the Bible says, and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everybody say repent. Guess what I had to do? Many years ago, I had to repent. I had to say, God, I want to live for you. God, I want to serve you. Jesus, I want to do what's right. I want to go to heaven. I want to... I don't want to walk the, the ways of this world, but I want to live the way you want me to live. I reversed course. The Bible says, straight is the gate, narrow is the way, that, and few there be that find this one. But it says, broad is the path that leadeth to destruction. There's two choices. There's two paths. One goes to heaven, and one goes to hell. And all you have to do to not go to hell is get off that course or turn around and start walking the other direction. That's called repentance. People say, what is repentance? How do you repent? You don't have to sling snot for three months. You know what? You, you, what repentance is saying, I want to live for God. Really? And what I've seen typically when people pray and we're trying to pray for them, they typically, sincerity is usually accompanied, usually accompanied with tears. And when... Not just tears of sorrow, but tears of, hey, God, I am sincere about this, and I am turning from the path, the old path, the old man that I was. I am going to reverse course, and I'm going to begin following after you. And when you repent and you turn to God, you started on your way to get close to Him. You find in the Old Testament, Joel... He said, Joel chapter 2, rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. When you turn to God, he'll turn to you. I don't know if you caught that. He said, and repenteth him of the evil. If you'll turn to God, oh, he'll turn to you. If you'll reverse course and in turning to him, he'll reverse your course and you can go to heaven. He'll lead you. Amen. Somebody that truly repents and turns course, I believe God's going to lead them down the continual path of salvation. And it will be followed by baptism. And God's going to get them to the water. God's going to fill them with the Holy Ghost if they have a sincere heart. They're going to get to know some point. I believe that. Second Chronicles chapter 7. Again, I know this is Old Testament, but... He said, God said, if my people, which are who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. He said, and turn or reverse course from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear their land. Did you catch that? He said, I'll forgive their sin. But it started after they turned. In other words, forgiveness. We know we're baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin. But that happens only after someone repents. Too often people, people bypass in the church, bypass the importance of repentance 
I want to get baptized so I can ease my conscience on the path I'm going. That's not why you get baptized. You reverse course, and then to get to where Jesus wants you to get, you have to be baptized. Making sense, anybody? Jesus said in Luke 13, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. The first thing we have to do is repent. We have to have a change of course. Luke 24, 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. Everybody say his name. Among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Jesus had told his disciples, you're going to preach repentance and remission of sin, and it's going to be in my name, and it's going to start at Jerusalem. And on the day of Pentecost, what did Peter do? He preached repentance, and he preached baptism in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. Exactly what he preached. He preached exactly what Jesus told him to preach. In Acts chapter 3.19 says, Repent. You therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Here it is. You find somebody. You got to repent, change course, turn to the Lord. And then as you turn to God, you you have the opportunity to be baptized in Jesus name. And the times of refreshing is the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because it's a promise for everybody. Amen. Amen. Everybody say repent. It's a reversal of course. It's just turning to the Lord. I, I'm trying to go quick tonight, but I don't want to bypass repentance. It's important. It is the very first step to turning to God. Do you remember when you repented? Do you remember when you had that little conversation with yourself? Hey, you know what, self? I'm going to live for God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try Jesus. I'm going to turn to the Lord. I want peace that passeth understanding. I don't want to, I don't like feeling what I'm feeling. I don't like feeling that I'm lost and if, they, if my life ends today that I'm going to hell. I want to feel what it, I want to know what it feels to be saved. <clears throat> Amen. I, I remember uh, my dad was assisting Brother Maxwell and Arvin years ago and we were driving home. I think it was in that green Ford Pinto station wagon, Mom, and my, I think Mom and my brother were sick, or one of them was sick. Anyway, they were home, and, and uh, it was after service, and it was late. And, you know, we had one of them spooky spiritual services on a Sunday night, you know, and God had moved. And we're on Bear Mountain Boulevard somewhere, and it's dark, and, and the moon, there was clouds, but the cloud moving, and the moon came out, and it was bright, and then it looked all, it just, it, and I, it hit me like, you know, if God comes right now, I'm lost. And right there. We, this is before seatbelt laws. Right there in the front seat of a green Pinto station wagon, I repented as a boy. And my dad was driving, one hand on the wheel, one hand on me, praying. And, and I was seeking God because I didn't want to be lost. It wasn't too long after that, I was baptized in Jesus' name and got the Holy Ghost. But it started with a repentant, a repentant heart. Even as a boy, as I don't want to be lost. And I was scared. Dad, if God comes right now, I'm gonna, I don't have the Holy Ghost. I haven't been baptized. I'm going to be lost. He says, you need to first repent. And I repented in the front floorboard of a Pinto station wagon. Thanks be to God. And then I moved in. In the, in the next step, follow the next step, which is the step of baptism. Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, Nicodemus, a 
wise man, a spiritual man, a religious leader of his day, comes to Jesus and says, Hey, I know you've got some words for me. You're a master. You're, you're, he called him master. He, Rabbi, you're, you're... What must I do to be saved is basically what he was asking. And Jesus said to Nicodemus in verse 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. Ephesians 5 and 5 says, No unclean person hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. You got to be clean. My text tonight, if you caught it, I made you say it last week too. When they crossed over the river Jordan, type and shadow, when they were clean, passed over, Jesus was baptized 1,400 years after our text. When Joshua crossed over Jericho or crossed over the Jordan and the the people of God, they put the 12 stones there. They took Jericho. You remember that? They'd been in the wilderness for 40 years. Somebody say amen if you remember that story. Jesus is baptized 1,400 years later by John the Baptist who was preaching repentance. It always starts with repentance. Here comes Jesus. He, he is baptized in the very same place, Bethabara, the place of passage. As our example, baptized in the Jordan River. This is cool. The Jordan River flows into the Dead Sea where nothing lives. When you are baptized in Jesus' name, all your sins are washed away. you got to first repent. And you got to get baptized in Jesus' name, and you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when you are baptized in Jesus' name, you get to be clean. Everybody say clean. Mark 16 and 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be uh, saved. Romans 6 and 4. Therefore we are buried. Everybody say buried. buried. With him by baptism. The reason we don't sprinkle is because you don't find anybody sprinkling in the New Testament when they're baptized. They were immersed. They went down in the water. They were, we are buried. The Bible says buried with him in baptism. You ever try to bury somebody with a hand sticking up? Can you imagine going to the cemetery and seeing this? Somebody didn't do their job. That'd be the last time I went to that cemetery. I'll tell you that. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. When we're buried, this is it. When we baptize people in Jesus' name, they come out, they are new creatures in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, Behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When somebody dies, we say they passed away. When we bury somebody, the old man has passed away, or old woman has passed away. That's not referring to age. Romans 6 and 4, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Romans 6, uh, verse 5, um, says, for, I'm trying to skip, for if we have been planted together, everybody say planted. When you plant something, it goes under. Together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. You know what was really cool about our text? Is that they took Jordan, the Jordan River, type and shadow of cleansing, type and, type and shadow or an example of deliverance. It's where Jesus was baptized is our example. So when we're baptized, everything washes in that dead sea. But Joshua told the people, said, hey, you get 12 stones and you put them in. And you get 12 stones that were in the water, and you take them out. The stones that they put in were rough. You ever see a stone that's been in the water? It's smooth. 
You see, when I got baptized in Jesus' name, God took the rough. And he said, I'm going to smooth some things out. I'm going to knock off the edges. Thank God for the baptism. Thank God for the blood. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. That means to be put aside or to be put down. There's some things I get to leave in the water. My sins are back there in that, in that watery grave. But when I came out, they didn't have a control on me anymore. They, they weren't a part of, of my soul anymore. They weren't going to be held against me. I was clean. And there's nothing that's undefiled going to get to heaven. That way, that's why you got to go through the water and baptism in Jesus' name to be clean to get to the promised land. I don't think you need to do that. Well, I don't care what you think or don't think. I care what the Word of God tells me what I have to do. 1 Corinthians 6, 11 says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't you know that the, the unclean? And such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Revelations 1 and 5, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Thank God for the blood. Hebrews 9, 22, without the shedding of blood is no remission. God shed his blood at Calvary. We sing songs like, thank God for the blood and oh the blood. There's power in the blood. What do you think Calvary was all about? It was about God who robed himself in flesh and let his flesh die at the cross. Why? Because he loves us so that you can get baptized and have your sins washed away. Because nothing in, can get to heaven that's unclean. Nothing can get into the promised land that's unclean. The memorial of the Old Testament church in our text that were the 12 stones, they were clean passed over. They were clean when they came out of the water on the other side. When you get baptized in Jesus' name, you are clean when you come out. You are free from any past sin. It is gone. Every sin, every lie, <clears throat> which is sin, everything you've done that was sin, every transgression, every disobedience, every time you said no to your mama when you should have said yes. <laughs> every sin. And when you're baptized, you have to get baptized with the name of the Lord being called over you because if not, you're just getting wet. Matthew 28, Jesus said to his disciples, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the singular possessive name, one name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Last I checked, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are titles. They're not names. The proper name. If you say, what, what city were you born in? Brother Monks, what city were you born in? Okay, you're out in the country. What's the closest city you were born in? Quentin, Oklahoma. Notice he didn't say city. He said country. <laughs> what state were you born in? Let's try that one. He's an Okie. I knew that. Oklahoma. He didn't say state. What country were you born in? <laughs> United States, don't say the country. I was born in the country, out in the sticks. 
country. No, the proper name of that is you know, Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. I am a Father are one. And, and Peter, who, who preached with the other disciples, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there with Peter when he said, you have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. So when you're baptized and you're buried with him in baptism, that's why we pray in the name of Jesus. And if you want more examples, I'll be happy to give, give them to you. Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Colossians 3, 17, Paul said, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 8, when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God. and the, Here's Philip, he's preaching. And the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And they were baptized, he was calling the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over them. And when he did that, then he laid his hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. A few verses later in verse 35, we find Philip, the Ethiopian. And he's... Reading and he's explaining. Philip begins to expound the scripture. And he says, the Ethiopian says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He understands who Jesus is. He has the revelation. Again, it starts with there. He's repented. He's turned to God. That's what he's been doing. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water and Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. In Acts chapter 10, Peter goes to Cornelius' house. And he spake these words. He was telling them about Jesus. The Holy Ghost fell on them. And they were, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They spoke in other tongues. The Bible says, for they heard them speak with tongues. That's how they knew they got the Holy Ghost. And Peter said, can any man forbid water that they should be, not be baptized? For which, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name. Everybody say name. In the name of the Lord. So here we find they got the Holy Ghost. But Peter said, you still need to get baptized. Why? John chapter 3, Jesus told Nicodemus, except the man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. Baptism by itself will not save you. Repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and the infilling, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. It's all right? Acts 19, Paul said unto them, unto what? Then were you baptized? And they said, under John's baptism. That's great. You repented. Awesome. It's got to start with repentance. They'd already repented. Because John baptized under repentance. Right? Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him. Talking about Jesus, which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized. They were rebaptized. It's that important. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. <clears throat> Paul testified of his conversion in Acts 22, verse 16. Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name. Everybody say name. The name of the Lord. So that's why we baptize in Jesus' name, because every time you find them getting baptized in the New Testament, they always called upon the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's the stone of baptism. And the other stone I want to hit tonight is a stone of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Jeremiah 31, 33, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God, and they shall be my people. 
Ezekiel 36, a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. He said, a spirit, you're going to receive a spirit, and it's going to be inside of you. When I receive the Holy Ghost, that's the breath of God, the breath of life breathing inside of me. He breathes spiritual CPR in my soul. In Joel chapter 2, verse 28, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. He pours out and we receive it in. Have you ever... Taking a pitcher of iced tea and poured it into a glass. You pour out of this pitcher, but it goes into the glass. Well, if you have good aim, it does. If you're paying attention. Well, that's the Holy Ghost. He breathes out, and we receive it in. And when it comes in, it comes right back out, and we know it. we have received it by when we, we speak in other tongues. Matthew 3 and 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Judea and saying repent ye starts with repentance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand a few verses later he says I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes he didn't have the shoe of redemption I am not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire <clears throat> and on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 there was a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Just like John the Baptist said it would happen. Just like Jesus had told them it was going to happen. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the people that saw that went, these people are crazy They must be drinking. <laughs> they they got to be drunk. Because they're babbling. You ever seen somebody that's physically drunk, been drinking too much alcohol? No telling what they're about to say. And, they're just staggering. And, they, and the people out there that do that think that's perfectly normal. And they look at us. We come in and God breathes his spirit in us and we speak in tongues. And they look at us like, you crazy. No, I'm just fellowshipping the right spirit. <laughs> you see, speaking in tongues is a sign of receiving the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 28, verse 11, prophesying. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people, to whom he said, This is the rest, wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. John 3 and 8, the wind bloweth. Again, Jesus is talking back to the... Back to Jesus talking to Nicodemus, and he said, Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus looks at Jesus and says, How can I be born again? I mean, how can I go back into my mother's womb? How can I get reborn? And Jesus said, You be born of the water, baptism, and of the Spirit. And he says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. He said, There is an audible accompaniment. You will hear something. You don't always see it. It's like this. I can go outside and the wind's blowing. How do I know the wind's blowing? I see stuff moving. I can hear the wind. I don't have to see it, but I can hear it. That's the sign of the Holy Ghost. People begin to speak in other tongues. Why? The Spirit of God comes in their soul and they begin to speak out because they're usually praising and worshiping and they speak in other tongues. And that's the sign to the unbeliever. They got it. That's the sign for themselves to know, I got it. How do I know I'm saved? I spoke in tongues. 
How do you know you got the Holy Ghost? Well, I felt good. I can have a McFlurry from McDonald's and feel good. I can go to In-N-Out and have a double-double and feel really good. Hello? Mark 16 and 17. And these signs, everybody say signs. Shall, shall, everybody say shall. That means there's no, there's no exceptions. Shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. That literally means the new, they're naturally unacquired. You don't learn how to speak in tongues. It happens when the Holy Ghost moves through you. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, in, in the law, verse 21, In the law it is written, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that will they, that will they not hear me, saith the Lord, Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. It's really to the one that, this one that's speaking in tongues, it's to, it's to remove doubt to themselves. How do I know I'm saved? How do I know I have the Holy Ghost? How, how do I know I got it? I spoke in tongues. That's the sign. The Lord, even throughout the Old Testament, always liked giving signs to show his people of his glory. They're a move of God. <clears throat> so I'll preach this tonight because it is important that we and our children and the next generation always understands what makes us apostolic. What is this thing we call apostolic doctrine, this thing we call truth? What is it? And why do we believe it? The reason I believe this is because there is only one Lord, there is only one faith, and there is one baptism. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way, and few there be that find it. You, the only way, just like Jesus himself, God in the flesh, told Nicodemus, except a man or a woman be born of the water and of the Spirit, they cannot even see the kingdom of God. I have to repent. That's a reverse course. That's a turn to him. I have to be baptized in Jesus' name. And I have to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, if I am going to even see heaven. Amen. And I know this is probably very redundant to us here tonight. But it's still truth. And every once in a while, we need to take a trip over to Gilgal. Every once in a while, we need to go back and look at the stones and say, what meaneth these stones? And I wanted to, not last week, start with the foundation. I, I don't want to go any further than that, just the foundation. But tonight, I want to talk about the born-again experience of being, of repenting, being baptized in Jesus' name, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Without which, no one, no one can see the Lord. No one can even be, can see the kingdom of God. No one can enter in. But there are some other stones that we'll talk about. Not tonight. I could have spent really the whole message just on repentance, and I tried to squeeze all three of these in tonight. But there's holiness. There's obedience. There's sacrifice. There's praise and worship, tithe and offering. There's other stones. 
that I want our young people, next generation, to understand why. The why we do or we don't do certain things. Praise God. How many are thankful for the plan of salvation? Let's stand together in this place and let's just thank the Lord for, for salvation tonight. God, we thank you. Thank you for truth. Thank you, God, for allowing me the opportunity to repent. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be baptized in your holy name, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is your spirit, empowering me to live above sin, to live a life, God, that's pleasing to you. God, I give you glory and the praise and honor, and I thank you for all these things and for truth. God, I pray that you continue to lead us and guide us and provide revelation. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Somebody shout amen. 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 Please continue to pray for the, all those. We have a whole list of people that are sick with COVID and everything else that's going on, so please keep them in your prayers. Again, I want to say uh, how, what a delight it is uh, to have Devin and Madison and Bodie with us in the back. They've been back there and listening, and, and just an honor to have them with us. and uh, Greet them with uh, social distancing, uh, hello, God bless you, that kind of thing. And uh, God bless you in Jesus' name.